I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of the 1 o'clock hour. We're moving right along. Shoot, it's going to be the weekend before you know it, and we're going to be out enjoying Labor Day. Uh, looking forward to that. Before we get there, though, we have much more to talk about here today. Uh, you and I together sat through the, the press conference uh, delivered each week by the governor uh, alongside state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. Uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday, uh, Tammy Pfeiffer, education advisor to Governor Gary Herbert, also participated in the uh, in the, the press conference. And uh, each week there's a question and answer period there at the end. And do you remember this question? Uh, a reporter uh, asked of uh, Tammy Pfeiffer, uh, the reporter said, hey, you know, there's there's a uh, there's a, a study out uh, recently which is reporting Utah in last place when it comes to teacher safety in the midst of this coronavirus and uh, Miss Pfeiffer she was aware of the article and downplayed it um, and uh, you know doubted some of the or questioned some of the, the the processes and some of the uh, the tools used in collecting that data and reaching uh, that conclusion and uh, and that was that was about it I, I didn't uh, linger uh, much on on that question in my mind uh, and then uh, I came as I was watching the news last night uh, this report from uh, from Garna Mejia as she. Uh, walked through in great, great detail exactly uh, what this study communicates uh, and how all of the relevant parties uh, are reacting. And joining us now to walk through her reporting is Garna Mejia uh, with KSL Television. Garna, how are you? Good, Lee. Nice to chat with you as usual. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, uh, so tell me, uh, the, the question is, or the claim is, that, uh, that Utah is not doing so hot when it comes to teacher safety. Is there validity to that? Yeah, you know, there's this study. It was uh, done by Insurify. So they're kind of like an insurance comparison uh, agency shopping site of sorts. But what they have is access to data from lots of different fields. And so they've kind of taken it upon themselves to look for different things that are of concern to us today. One of these is how is the COVID-19 pandemic affecting teachers in the classroom? And so they decided to kind of gather data that's, you know, publicly available and have different criteria to determine, you know, teachers and what, what part of the country, how are they doing, you know? And so they came up uh, based on their ranking and the, the factors that they looked at, which includes, you know, how much funding is available for teachers in different states, what is class sizes looking like, what is the COVID-19 pandemic looking like, you know, what's access to hospitals and he- health care like. So they looked at all these factors, and they say that Utah is the worst place for teachers. Um, and so we had a chat with uh, Heidi Matthews. Now, she's the president of the Utah Education Association. And something that's kind of cool about this study is they also took into account uh, support that teachers have through their union. So this this study found that in Utah, teachers actually have a lot of support from their teachers' union. So their ranking doing good in that uh, department. But because of overcrowding in the classroom and, you know, not that much in terms of funding uh, per uh, pupil, they are, you know, not doing so well. And so she says it really, uh, Heidi Matthews says that it really 
changes from district to district. So they're seeing disparities in some districts, and in some districts they're doing great. And so that's, that's kind of the issue is that if you look at these districts, you know, one may be doing things right, and another one may be seeing a lot of turnover for teachers or teachers retiring or resigning early. Is that a trend that we're seeing? Are, are teachers leaving the classroom? Well, so we had a, a we kind of reached out to the Utah State Board of Education, and so they're they're only going to be able to provide us figures through June thirtieth. And mm. so, if you look at retirements overall, there was an increase uh, from you know this last school year, twenty nineteen twenty twenty, in comparison to twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. So there was about a hundred more teachers that retired. Uh, resignations seem to actually have gone down a little bit in that same time period, but again, it's not taking into account any changes that happened after June 30th. And we know that that June 30th date is important because a lot of these school districts didn't roll out their, you know, COVID-19 right. back to school plans until afterwards. So we might, and we so may not have, know the, we may not know the, like the attrition impact uh, in the classrooms until next year's data is released. Yeah. And I think even, I, I mean, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get some figures maybe yeah. in January to see, but we were able, you know, then we reached out to uh, some Salt Lake County school districts individually, because according to this study, 79 teachers in Salt Lake County alone have resigned or retired early as of August 21st. And they didn't come out and say it, but they're trying to link it to, you know, could this potentially be because of concerns over COVID-19. So you have Granite School District, and they seem to be one of the uh, most impacted. They're saying that uh, just uh, 46 teachers resigned after July 13th. 17 teachers made retirement requests after uh, February. So these are numbers that, you know, are higher than usual, not something that you would expect to see this time of year. And they're saying that uh, district spokesperson, Ben, you know, I think you just spoke with him. He's like, you know, they don't really know the reason, but you can assume that it's probably going to be COVID-19 related. Uh, pardon me if you don't have this number offhand, but uh, the, the total number of, of teachers within the Granite School District, it's a, it's a district of some 67,000 students. Uh, what, what percentage of teachers uh, is that 46% or that 46 number? Well, so so I think it's 46 plus 17, right? So okay. what is that, like 61 or okay. something or 63, you know, around that. Yeah. But um, I think I want to say Ben yesterday was telling me it's about four thousand teachers. So it's not a high percentage, but is the question is is it higher than what you would have experienced right. last year? Now, normally, if a teacher is going to quit or retire, she needs to let you know in the spring around February. So this that happened was during kind of like this window that they opened, knowing that there were concerns over COVID nineteen, and they allowed them to make those requests. And so that's where they say, you know, it's hard to know if that was their exact reasoning, but it's likely related to COVID nineteen concerns. How about the teachers themselves? What are they saying? You know, we spoke with uh, a couple teachers, and that's been a concern, right? You know, they're in the classroom, and they're concerned about job security and whatnot. But we did find a teacher, uh, Sue Laver, just a wonderful teacher from, you know, speaking with her colleagues. And she's, you know, been teaching for 36 years. And, you know, she's getting ready for the new school year, sets up her classroom, is ready to welcome back her students. And then they roll out the back-to-school plans with COVID-19. And she was like, you know, I was just shocked that all they said was we're going to clean more and we're going to give you some face masks. 
you know, she's like, what about these issues? How are we going to social distance with 30 kids in the classroom? Now, I think it's really important to note that her, you know, her take is in school, in classroom learning is going to be 10 times better than learning online. But we are in the middle of a pandemic, and that is going to affect different individuals differently. So she has some health considerations to take into account. Um, She's got her age, and those factors put her as moderately to high risk, uh, according to CDC guidelines. And so it was really hard for her to make that decision, but ultimately she felt it's either my health or, you know, or I have to pick my students. Like she couldn't have both. And so she ended up having to go with what's best for her family. So she took an early retirement. Mm. Uh, I have some of her comments here from your report last night when asked about the, the number of kids in the classroom. She had this to say. And I thought, how do I put 30 kids six feet apart inside these classrooms? And then describing how she felt on making tough decisions. I was very torn for weeks, I, months really, um, not being able to sleep. 36 years of memories um, that were there, and I wasn't able to say goodbye to any colleagues or to any students. And that's where that, that, that's where I get you know caught up, and that's where my attention leans is when uh, when this when these claims and when the rankings when they boil down to like the actual individuals in question. Again, we're speaking with Garna Mejia, KSL Television reporter, about uh, about a ranking system which has been put together by this insurance uh, company, which has given Utah an F grade when it comes to safety in the classroom. A, a wonderful report done by Garna Mejia on that report and the reaction by uh, by those here in the state of Utah. Garna, thank you for your time. Thank you for your work in particular. Thank you so much, Lee. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we jump into the 2 o'clock hour, uh, we are going to be looking at uh, a hard reality, and that is the, the, the high rate of suicide plaguing uh, this nation right now, in particular in the veteran community. We'll be speaking uh, with a doctor on that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.